Hi, and welcome to the Dewing Grain podcast. Dewing Grain are independent and local grain traders. From seed supply to harvest movement and storage contracts, they can offer you the best strategies to achieve the highest prices for your harvest. Each week on our podcast, we begin with the Dewing Grain market report, giving you up-to-date information and analysis, followed by the farm chat, where we catch up on agricultural issues with a guest or two, whilst occasionally sampling a beer, Andrew's favourite bit. So let's start with Andrew Dewing with this week's market report. A market report for week commencing Monday the 5th of June 2023. It is June. It's not blazing yet and it's been cold, dull and miserable. And that's the first thing I want to mention. The market is going to see a slightly later harvest, obviously later than last year already. But each day that it is cold, and it's managed to hit the highs of 15 degrees today, but there's a nasty little northerly wind and dull, no sunlight particularly, we are going to push harvest back bit by bit. So that is something to start thinking about. It might just prolong the usage time for old crop wheat, which might be a glimmer of hope of a threepence rally at the end of that month. But we'll get on to the miseries of the market and so on of that in a second. General observations about the market, general observations from the podcast walk last week. There's lots of admixture in grain. There is clearly a problem, either this is new direct drilling thing or the autumn the stuff didn't shit or something, but be it wheat in barley, barley in wheat, rye in wheat, or even worse than that, black grass. It is clearly a bad black grass year. There are issues that are just rising above the surface and it's like, oh dear. So I suspect, and we had a conversation this morning up at Holcomb, and one of the guys up there said there'll be a lot of spring barley next year, a lot of spring crops because people are going to have to deal with black grass. Okay, and I concur. I think there is a problem. So that's a cheerful start. Most of this isn't very cheerful, so, you know, depending on your mood this morning, but I might as well tell you how it is. In fact, I'll give you a bit of positive news. If there is usually a correlation between things, there is a correlation between the first cut grass, the first silage cut, and the wheat yield. Okay, it has been an exceptionally big grass yield. So I suspect if that correlation exists, which it normally, I believe, does, that gives great hope for coming wheat crops. So there you go. There's a positive. Right, so now moving back into normal mode, I've talked about admixtures in crops, cold, dull weather, I've talked about that, later harvest. Um, The surface soil moisture for some of these crops, especially the spring barley, is a bit low, if at all there. So they're beginning to look a bit peaky with that, they could do with some rain, I suspect one or two people might even think about irrigating it shortly. Disease is rife in a very lush crop of wheat, and in crops generally. And yeah, there's a few issues that takes the edge off it being perfect. So it's no longer a perfect crop, it's potentially a very big crop, but it's no longer perfect, it's got issues. So let's just see what happens next. But certainly the weather forecast looking ahead is dull, dry and overcast with the bits of cold wind coming in. Internationally there's issues in China, there's been some late rains, some big floods, it's impacting quality and destroying crops, we don't ever get the accurate assessment of what's going on there. There's the odd picture coming out with rotting grains, that might just be a fake, who knows, but there's definitely been surplus rain in some key areas, so that could impact their crop and they are the biggest wheat producer in the world, so who knows. Spanish, who've had a miserable time with drought, have had now a miserable time with floods, so it's destroyed some of the crops that just about made it anyway, and looking at the most recent projected imports into Spain, they are talking about increasing their barley imports especially. So that could help malting barley prices a bit. Another need, another person wanting to buy it and only a limited supply. So I think that barley might be helped a bit by the Spanish as well. 
But talking about imports, exports, information came out this week to say that the EU's import of wheat was up 242% year on year, or 243% year on year. 8.23 million tonnes of wheat coming in, exports of about three and a half, so there's a net gain of 5 million. And if you think about it, normally the EU does not receive Ukrainian grain, or certainly not wheat. And in the last 12 months since the war and since they've not been able to get everything out through the ports, it's been seeping into European countries, Poland, Romania, Hungary, been absorbing it. They've been complaining about their spot markets collapsing. Well, that impact is happening to you now. And I think that actually is probably the biggest impact on prices. That's why the market's where it's at. There's wheat being exported from Poland to America at the moment, which means it's incredibly cheap wheat. So that's almost certainly the influence of the Ukrainian wheat coming in. And if you add barley imports up 119%, this is year on year, and corn imports up 61% year on year. So there's an enormous influx of grain coming from Ukraine to help them with their war process or pay for whatever the missiles end buying off us. And in return for that, I'm afraid there's been an oversupply of cereals. And hence, I think that now is coming home to roost with our price structure. And the bulk of the wheat or grain that's left in the UK for sale is in the hands of farmers, I'm afraid. They are the people who have sat it out. And now we know lots more. We're near the end of the year. We can all say confidently, you should have sold it. Well, we all feel the same. And we've all had a bit of a bad end to the season, haven't we? So let's go on to an even grimmer tale of woe, which is all seed rape. Similar issue with that. Imports from Australia into Europe, without any doubt, the price, we certainly didn't expect it to do what it's done. Current value, old crop, 325. New crop, 320. It isn't a pretty picture, and it's below cost of production. I'm going to move swiftly on, I think, because I really don't like talking about that one. Um, So let's go to prices. Old crop feed wheat, July 162x. We still can buy it. One or two other people have not got the homes at the moment. Any consumer, anybody who is sensible, listen to the doing grain advice. And when I said sit on your hands in about late March, April time, they've done exactly that. And they've still got their tonnage to buy and it's about 30 to 40 pounds cheaper. Same thing applies because I said at the same time to every farmer, sell it. If you didn't, then that's your choice. And the reality is the market is down to where it is now. I do not see a lot of hope for old crop wheat. I think there is too much of it left. We haven't got much to go out, and I mean that. Our customer base largely have traded it. But there's people out there. We have got spaces for it. If you've got some old crop wheat and you don't normally sell your stuff to us and your local guy can't actually bid you at the moment, then uh, we can, if you want to contact us. You know, we like to think we're approachable. So moving on to new crop prices for wheat. Let's do that all at once, shall we? I mean, harvest as available, delivered to a store, 164 delivered, which is £2 better than the 162x July price. So there's not much in it, not much downside. Your problem comes is if the new crop keeps going down. Now, there's signs of that wanting to rally. It's rallying. I'm recording this on the Thursday afternoon, I'm afraid. So whatever happens Friday, I don't know. Hopefully it won't do anything too grim. But the belief I have is that the market, old crop wheat has had it. New crop is under pressure because of that. There's a carryover. And I think that we're relying very heavily on a bad weather forecast in the United States as the primary reason for any rally at the moment. And that's the one that went up 30 cents, went down 20 cents, has recovered another 10 or 11 up this afternoon. Maybe it'll keep going, but I'm afraid at the moment I don't really believe that. And I think the weather forecast will deliver rain where they need to have rain. So harvest delivery 164. If you're prepared to sell wheat, August buyers call. That means we call when it gets collected. You'd probably make 164x. You'd make 167x for September and November would be 170. You would get 180x for May. There is a £10 carry in this market. 
Yeah, that's kind of better than it was, its worst moment. But at the moment, I am still in a bearish mode. I still think it has further to go down, I'm afraid to say. Feed barley harvest, 145 delivered store harvest. Not really anyone trading that at the moment. And there is demand for barley, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. If you have to sell it, well, we'll address it at the time. But X Farm September, rough value, 150. I do see life in the feed barley export market, with Spain being a keen buyer, as I mentioned earlier. Malting barley for new crop is suffering with everything else. It's trading at a premium over feed grains. I do think the premium for malting barley is going to go out. I think there is issues with some of the northern crops in Scotland. I think there's issues with some of the crops in England with the dry conditions that are prevailing. And some of it doesn't look very well. It looks a bit peaky, a bit yellow around the edges because it sat there cold for a fairly long period of time. I think it likes to just have a nice, easy life spring barley and it's not had one of those. So it's looking a little bit rough around the edges. Plus there's a disease issue about as well. So values for malting barley, harvest, delivery, two-store, immediate movement, £200 a tonne for winter barleys and 210 for spring barleys if you've got perfect barley with lovely nitrogen. As I say, if the feed price keeps dropping, I'm not wholly convinced that the malting price will necessarily drop at the same pace. Yeah, other than that, what is there to hope for? Troubles with people's weather elsewhere and perfect weather for us is the normal thing, which isn't very nice for other people, I suppose. But it is a bit dry in the Ukraine. There's a glimmer of hope. I want to finish on a positive note. That might develop, so their crop that seeps into the EU might reduce. But other than that, I haven't really got a lot to say. So have a great week's trading. It is June. Get your stores empty. Get yourself ready. Harvest is coming. And information about the Doing Podcast Walk is at the end of the market chat we have decided on a date it is the 26th of june it's going to be an afternoon walk so we can go to the pub afterwards so it's a two o'clock walk and the what three words are feel f-e-e-l sunbeam swarm and i will repeat that at the end of the market chat so that is the 26th of june the june podcast walk and let's see if we get more than 10 next time eh thank you for listening please remember that any decision to trade on this opinion is yours. This week's market chat is actually a recording of all the people who came on the podcast last week and I took the mic with me, which normally I kind of don't do, but there's enough people there and to give them their five minutes of fame or, you know, obviously they're hardly going to cope having gone on the Doing Crane podcast from now onwards. But yeah, everyone that was there said who they were, why they were there. And it should give you a flavour of what the mood of it is, how it works and how there's no strain to do anything particularly elaborate on it. You turn up, you walk, you have a little chat. It's up to you whether you enjoy it or not. There's no framed entertainment. It's purely just a chance to get to know completely new people or strangers and have a chat about the world we live in. And predominantly, it's agriculturally based. So you're more than welcome. But just enjoy and see the types who come on the walk. Thank you. Boom, boom. Right, I'm on the podcast walk. I'm going to ask everyone who's on it to say hello and who they are. So first person, over to you. Richard Buck, Operations Director at Crown Milling. And what brings you to the podcast? A uh, good local walk. We do some business with during grain in the trade. Uh, it's good to see what the crops are doing at this time of year. And the crops look amazing. Excellent. Thank you very much. I shall I go forward or back? I'll go at the head. Excuse me. Right. Alan, you've been on a previous podcast walk. Tell everybody who you are. My name is Alan Hendry, now very happily retired, but a seedsman who, for my last, I don't know, 17 or 18 years, worked for Dalton Seeds. Your observations of the crops? Well, this one's all right, apart from the black grass. A lot of admixture this year. Yeah. But in Norfolk, they're looking all right. Thank you very much. Shall we get him in a minute? <laughs> Someone's sprinting ahead with his dog. Right, young man, who are you and how far have you travelled to be on the Doing Grain podcast walk? 
I'm Josh Walker. I'm a senior trader at Swiss Finance doing the foreign exchange sort of stuff for a lot of farmers as well as being a dairy farmer myself. And I came from the Cotswolds today with my dog Odie. And that's dedication, everybody. Right, let's find somebody else. Next person. Here's you, here's you. Right, who are you? Come on. My name's Alex Carberry. I'm the assistant raw material buyer for Crown Milling in Kenninghall. Yeah, and why are you here? I'm here just to have a little look at the crops, have a walk and gain some of your knowledge. Oh, <laughs> good luck with that one. All right, what about you? David Stubbley at Crown Milling. Yeah. Anything else to say, David, about how much you love doing grain? <laughs> uh, it's good that Dewing organise some uh, events like this to get us all outside. It's nice of them to do the walk on our doorstep. Yeah, well, I was always thinking of you. It has actually been a bit of a self-indulgent Andrew Dewing walk, though, isn't it, where he was born and all that crap. But yeah, We actually have seen the room where Andrew was born, so, yeah, it's a sort of little plug to come to the next one. Did you like the plaque? You know, the hero was born here. <laughs> a legend. <laughs> right, OK. Who are you? I'm George Brown from Promar International, the agribusiness consultants. Okay, and how far have you travelled to get on this illustrious walk? Uh, from Newark in Nottinghamshire. That's a bit of a trip, isn't it? Or are you coming this way anyway, secretly? No, it's uh, it's about two hours, not much more. It's a nice day for it, and it's probably one of the lesser journeys I'll do this week. So. Well, that is, I mean, not being funny, that is amazing. Newark to Norfolk for a walk with us lot, and I appreciate the fact it must be because you're a listener. Yeah, definitely a listener. My specialism's in dairy business, really. So when you're working on the East Coast, no one just does stock. Everyone's got their hands in arable and thought, what a chance to sharpen my arable knowledge. There you go. Good on you. Thank you very much. There's so many more people to see, so I'm going to leave you and get to the next one. And now you are a superstar. Why are you a superstar? Because I think I've probably come the furthest today. And how far did you travel? About 450 miles. Now, did everybody hear 450 miles just to come on the Doing Rain podcast? That's not true, is it? Well, kind of. We'll say for the sake of the podcast, we'll say that it's true. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, I was then seeing some clients down this way. My remit's really Scotland, but I've kind of taken that uh, a bit far. Yeah, so seeing some clients the last few days and thought... You know, it's a nice way to spend a Friday out and a walk with some like-minded people. So, no, it's good fun. Good. And are we what you expected? Yeah, no, definitely. No, it's a nice bunch of guys, some interesting people and lots of variety of different roles and different opinions. So, no, it's been good fun so far. And am I taller than you thought? Yeah, you are, actually. <laughs> I was quite surprised. I didn't really know what to expect. So, no, it was good. Uh, we've got tallest people in our office, you know, and they think they just pat you on the head and call you a hobbit, which is fine because I've got a house where they bang their head when they come round. So. <laughs> yeah, a hobbit's maybe a wee bit harsh. <laughs> Anyway, thank you so much for that trip. Only a few more to go. Right, who are you then? Richard Prentice. And Richard, talk us through, why are you here? I'm here because I work in this and this is nice and close and it's a lovely day and I listen to the podcast regularly. And who do you work for? So I work for a company called Durrance. Uh, we're land agents, charter surveyors, estate agents. Yeah, I mean, we've allowed the odd advert but when I've been a bit of a lonely walker last time with just me and a young lady from Lovell Blake. So there's so many people here, I can't actually do that. So if this is your plug, anything you want to say to the world, doing game podcast, six million listeners? No, nothing really exciting. Come and talk to us. We're here to do all things agricultural on a land agency front throughout sort of South Norfolk, North Suffolk. This is your patch, isn't it? Yeah, this is right in the middle of our patch. So. And it looks amazing to me. Are you pleased with the crops? Yeah, I think everyone's hoping for a, a bumper yield and maybe would like a little bit of rain between now and harvest, but probably got enough to get us there if it didn't. That'll do. Thank you very much. I'll catch up with you in a minute. Right, I'm asking everybody. I've got the last three at the back here, reluctantly avoiding the microphone. The first one I'm going to go to is a very famous mentioned on the podcast person. So who are you? 
Hello, my name is Mike Chabuck. I farm in partnership with my brother Neville Chabuck and we're known Andrew for 40 plus years. Love the podcast and everything he do, so great to be here today. And I'll pay him for the bit of love everything I do, but this is Michael Chubbuck of the famous Chubbuck Challenge, of which I've mentioned it every year since God was a boy, and I guess your week must be looking a bit like this. It's going to be a bumpy year, isn't it? Well, I'm not sure. It's a bit subtlery about, so we shall have to see, but that needs to be a bumpy year where the prices are, that's for sure. Spoken like a true farmer, Michael. Good man. Right, I'm going to catch the last two, then I'll turn me mic off. Right, we've got to catch them up now, look. Yeah, I'll run. Oh! Hey, how are you two? You're not going to escape. Right, I've got a couple here who are also in farming, so I will go to you first. Who are you? Julie Hammond. And where do you come from? Yexley. And you're here with your husband? Yes. Shall I ask him you what he does? Him, yeah. Right, and who are you? I'm Richard Hammond. We're from Yexley. Mm-hmm. We've got some arable and pigs. Want a bit of contracting, sugar beet. Yep. Are you happy with how it's looking? Are you, like, optimistic for the arable side of your business, I guess? Am I optimistic on the arable side of the business? I think we're a bit pessimistic on wheat prices at the moment. (laughs) (laughs) I was hoping for advice to know where to go on that one. It's going to go down in the next few weeks, and then there'll be a reason why it goes up a bit. But it all depends upon countries far away. And right now, there's nothing to cling to, actually, but something will turn up. With that, happy thought. That was the podcast recording of the walk. Thank you. It's great. The Dewing Grain podcast is produced by East Coast Design Studio in Norwich. We are a creative agency specialising in graphic design, websites, digital marketing and SEO services tailored towards local and small businesses, a design agency you can trust. Get in touch to inquire with our friendly team today on 01603 728 978 or head over to our socials at East Coast Design Studio on Instagram, Facebook and LinkedIn. Our next walk is going to be, I've just picked it, just randomly, I have decided to go to the village of Munsley and walk around the villages of Gimmingham, Trunch and the neighbouring area. And we're going to do an afternoon walk this time and also not be on a Friday. So it's going to be Monday, the 26th of June, so just after Midsummer's Day, two o'clock in the afternoon. So that's Monday, 26th June, two o'clock in the afternoon. And the parking place, which we may have to alter at the time, depending on how busy Munsley is, but there's usually enough car parking spaces in there in an afternoon before the summer holidays kick in. So the what three words location for parking cars or meeting up will be feel, F-E-E-L, sunbeam, swarm. Okay, feel, sunbeam, swarm. So that's the walk for June. Look forward to seeing you. for listening make sure you subscribe to get updates on new episodes and when they are released and follow us on twitter and instagram we are at dewing grain call dewing grain on 01263 731 550 or email info at dewinggrain.co.uk the dewing grain podcast is produced by east coast design studio a full service creative agency specializing in websites digital marketing and branding Get in touch to inquire with their friendly team on info at eastcoastdesignstudio.co.uk.